Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. 133 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Still to come on the show, this day in Oilers history. A one-on-one conversation with Oilers prospect forward Tyler Benson. Momentarily, we'll hook up uh, with uh, prominent Red Deer businessman Terry Lowen to discuss Discuss uh, the Saturday that will be for the Oilers organization in the thriving metropolis of Red Deer, Alberta. Royal Pizza celebrating 50 years in Edmonton, still making it great. On now through October, Royal Pizza offering the combo special. Your choice of Greek or Caesar salad with garlic toast, two medium gourmet pizzas, and four anniversary cookies, all for 50 bucks. Pick that up at any of their 14 Royal Pizza locations. All right, let's get to it. Uh, it's going to be a, a fun Saturday. I know Jack Michaels and myself, uh, Jack is going down on the uh, Stoffer Car Service. Uh, we're heading down about 9.30 in the morning to be a part of an event. And a guy that I met a couple years ago uh, down in Red Deer with a, a tremendous... Uh, uh, golf and dinner event was Terry Lowen, and he's involved in this event as well. Terry, how are you doing? Good, how are you, Bob? Good. Uh, long time no talk. Uh, we met uh, at the Battle of Alberta uh, golf uh, tournament that you set up for the Children's Advocacy Center in Red Deer, and man, that thing was a mammoth success. Uh, you had, what'd you have? You had like eight former Flames and eight former Oilers, and I couldn't believe it, 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 it. 12 and 12, I think. You went 12 and 12, and you guys raised a ton of. Red Deer is it's quite the community, isn't it, Terry? Oh, it's it's an outstanding community, right? There are a lot of guys are hurt now with the economy, but they're probably the most giving community that I know of. Yeah, uh, if you want to do per capita, right? Oh yeah, there's there's no question about it. Uh, and uh, you guys, by the way, are you going to do that Battle of Alberta thing again here in a couple of years, maybe? Next year, no, we're going to do it every every two years in conjunction right around the Halenka tournaments, what uh, we kind of came up with. Okay, well, uh, we'll look forward to touching base on that one. But coming up, tell us what's happening in Red Deer on Saturday uh, with a couple, obviously you got the game Saturday night, 7 o'clock at the Centurium in uh, Red Deer, but uh, there's a luncheon as well at noon. Yeah, well, last year, uh, I think Bob and Bob Nicholson and Stu McDonald reached out to us and asked if we could put on a lunch to kind of uh, give the Oilers fans a little bit of insight on the operations of uh, the Edmonton Oilers. And we did that last year, and it was ex- extremely successful. I think we only had four days to plan it. Okay. And, uh, you know, all the brass came down uh, at that time. It was Peter Chiarelli and Bob Nicholson and and uh, McClellan and, and that group. And then all the executives, Stu McDonald and Stu Ballantyne and all those guys. And they came down, and every one of them, one guy would sit at every table with the uh, – with the fans and eat dinner with them. And then after that, uh, 
I think you did your radio show up behind there, didn't you? Yeah, we did. We had all those guys on there, so that was a lot. But we're not doing it's a Saturday, so we're not doing the show. So Jack and me are going to co MC this year. Uh, which, uh, which which hotel is it this going to be at this year on the Saturday? And I've got people texting us right now. Mitch is texting, and Bob, how do I, how would I get tickets to an event like this, or who do I contact? That sort of thing. Yeah, Cambridge. Uh, it's at the Cambridge, which is everyone knows is at the Sheraton Hotel. Okay. Changed names recently, okay. and uh, you can go right online. Uh, if you if you go on uh, Facebook and go Central Alberta Child Advocacy Center, yeah, uh, scroll down there and you will see uh, you will see the the link to it. And it what it is I think it's through uh, Eventbrite. Okay, and you can tickets. I think fifty dollars a person for adults and twelve and under twenty bucks. We try to include the children this year because okay. uh, it's not during a school day and. Uh, and the Q and A, which they do with, uh, uh, they get them up there, and I think Jack, Jack and John Shannon last year did the MC of it. Yeah, and uh, ask fire away. I mean, they were under a lot of heat last year about the team performance, <laughs> so they're probably going to have lots of fun again this year. <laughs> yeah, we'll be monitoring that a bit, Terry. Uh, all right, well, I'll tell you what, Terry, we look forward to seeing you down there uh, on Saturday. Uh, thanks a lot for joining us again here at Oilers Now. Okay. Well, thanks. I look forward to seeing you, and it'll be a lot of fun. All right, that is Terry Lowen and uh, Red Deer. I mean, that's a, that's that's a fun place. We had Brent Sutter down there last year. Brent will not be at the event on Saturday this year. The Rebels are uh, in preseason hockey. In fact, uh, the Rebels played the Oil King rookies on Monday, and Oil Kings well, they skate away with about a five-two, six-two type score type thing. I know Dylan Gunther, the number one pick in the 2018 WHL Bantam Draft, had a goal. And speaking of that, oh, Mister Escott, I'm going to bring you in to a text that we received, um, James in Lloydminster. Uh, Bob, should be something interesting to watch this season, which yourself and Brennan can speak of or even debate. Who will be the best uh, draft prospect in Edmonton? Uh, now, he's saying this season, uh, Jake Neighbors, Michael Benner, uh, Michael Benning, or my pick, Carter Savoy from James and Lloydminster. All right, we need to add a name in there. That's Dylan Gunther. So, And they're all different years. We need to establish that. So this is Jake Neighbors' year coming up this year. Do you know what year Benning is draft eligible? This year. He's a second-round prospect right now. He's a second-round prospect right now. Gunther is eligible next year. Right. Carter Savoy is eligible the year after. Matthew Savoy is eligible the following Carter Carter is this year as well. So he's going with – okay, so James is going with Carter. So Matthew Savoy is the one in uh, Winnipeg. Correct. Carter is with the Crusaders. That's right. Benning is with the Crusaders. Right. Where's Carter at right now? So Benning's is considered a second rounder. Where is Carter Savoy? I've seen Carter towards the end of the third round. So Sherwood Park's got two guys that could go in the top 90 picks in the NHL draft. Do you know, off the top of your head, can you remember the last time that's happened? I don't think they've had two in the same year, perhaps ever. They've had guys get picked, uh, and most notably Carter Guylander last year to the uh, the Red Wings a couple months ago, the young goaltender out of Leduc. But, uh, yeah, off the top of my head, I don't think they've had two in the same class. I'm trying to think as well. Uh, I mean, it's been, a, it's been a long time. All right, so here's the deal. Jake, uh, we'll start with Jake Neighbors. I'm going to make a prediction that he goes 20 to 35. 
Agree or disagree with that? I do agree. I've seen quite a few mocks with him in the early second round. Uh, Production-wise, I don't think he had the kind of Holinka Gretzky he would have liked, but as far as his play went, when I talked to him, he was pretty enthusiastic about it. So uh, it'll be a big season for him. He seemed to embrace that spotlight. And when I talked to Michael Benning, I got the same impression. But uh, just given that we're talking WHL versus AJHL, I think Neighbors might be top of the pecking order for our local products here. For this year. This year. So Jake Neighbors, 20 to 35. I'll go second round pick with Michael Benny. Absolutely. I mean, it's the, the type of player he is, Bob, seems to be very coveted now by uh, by teams, and especially the fact that they can let him percolate down in Denver for a couple of years in a pretty successful program. I don't see why you wouldn't want some. I mean, he put he was a point of game player as a 16 year old defenseman in the the AJHL. I misread the text, so I owe James an apology there. Carter Savoy, I've never seen him play, so you tell me, is he going to go in the? Realistically, is he going to be a top 90 pick in the draft? He's going to need to duplicate last year's point production, I think. He's got an incredible shot. He plays with a little bit of anger to his game, which I think would appeal to uh, you know particular organizations. My one question with him is, is his skating going to be up to snuff to be able to make that jump? Uh, but so much development happens between 16, 17, 18 that you don't know. And he just continues to produce whether it looks pretty all the time or not. He gets the puck in the net or he gets it to somebody who finishes. All right. Uh, the next year, Dylan Gunther, I will go with the top 15 overall pick. I mean, he was the number one pick in the WHL Bantam draft. He can flat out shoot the pill. Um... Frankly, Canadian players aren't greedy enough, so the guys that actually like to shoot it, there's valuation. He's not tiny the way Cole Caulfield was. I mean, this guy this guy played, I, I, I did see him play last year. It would not surprise me if the Edmonton Oil Kings played him in the top six if he scored 30 goals this year in the Western Hockey League. And if you scored 30 goals in the WHL a year ahead of your draft, you got a chance to go in the top 15 in the NHL the next year. So I'll go that high of Dylan Gunther. What about you? I, I, from what I've heard, I haven't had the pleasure of seeing him play yet, but you talk about a forward, like you said, who can shoot the pill. And anytime you hear Kurt Hill talk about it or Brad Lauer, for that matter, that's that's yeah. the calling card for this kid. But a big body as well. He's just turning 17 this year, I think, or 16 this year. And he's already 6'2", 180 pounds, something like that. Like yeah. He's going to be a monster. Yeah. Uh, Matt Savoy is a complete, Matthew Savoy is a completely different player than uh, Gunther, but frankly, when you talk to especially the retired guys that have played the National Hockey League, the level of excitement that is out there on how dynamic he is offensively, we're looking, I think we're looking at a top 10 pick in the draft in 2022. That's what I understand the pedigree is, and I know uh, there was a big push both by the family and the league to try and get him to to maybe be able to play this year, wherever that was going yeah. to be, whether that was Winnipeg as they took him with the number one pick or in the AJHL or whatever. Um, uh, personally, I still don't know where they stand on all that. I don't know where he'll be playing this year, but you talk about a talent that's drawing that much conversation about making the step up to play a, a year ahead of where he's at. You know there's something special brewing. All right, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see if Neighbors goes 20 to 30 We'll see whether or not Benning's in the second round. We'll see if Carter Savoy is a top 90 pick this year. We'll see if uh, Dylan Gunther ends up being a top 15 pick in 2021. And if Matt Savoy is top 10 in 2022. So that's a bit of a rundown. Uh, to Lloyd, uh, text comes in. Uh, will a rookie games be televised? No. 
They will be webcast, uh, EdmontonOilers.com, both games. Jack and myself will have the call coming up Saturday night. The Eskimo game is on radio that night here in 630. Chad, uh, Greg and Red Deer has texted us. Bob, Terry Lowen, who, by the way, played for the Swifter and Broncos in the WHL. Terry Lowen is a great citizen of Red Deer. I know him personally. Terry's a man that gets things done. And, Brent, i got to tell you, I went down for that Battle of Alberta golf tournament for the Children's Advocacy Center. I could not believe how engaged that community was. I mean, there, were, yeah, there were eight to twelve former Oilers and Flames or current Oilers. Like Mike Smith was at this event with Calgary. Uh, Chris Russell and Matt Benning were there from the Oilers organization um, of the current players. You know, the Oilers had several alumni guys. There was one moment in particular on stage that made me howl. Uh, Mike Commodore, former Flame, who was with the Flames when they lost in 04 in the Stanley Cup final to Tampa Bay. And Calgary was quite unlucky. If we had video review back then, they might have won the Stanley Cup. Uh, of course, Commodore went on, played for the Carolina Hurricanes, won the Cup in 2006, and talked about winning, you know, being a Stanley Cup champion. And I remember Ethan Morrow saying, if we don't lose our goalie, bud, we beat you guys. And it doesn't go seven. And uh, by the way, the split... Because Eric Francis asked the question we were co-emceeing on the uh, second night. The split was about 70 to 30 Oilers fans versus Flames fans. Personal impression, for what it's worth. Still to come on today's show, we will hook up with Tyler Benson. Best Oilers uh, bet as an Oiler prospect to make the team up front. Maybe over, well, we know there's going to be two new defensemen. There's spots there. Right now, there's not a lot of spots open at forward. Can Benson push his way in? I think there's a pretty good bet that he could. This is Oilers Now. This is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bod Stoffer on 630 Chet. Thanks, Zach. It's 148 in Edmonton. We're going to go to this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. Ask about their Oilers Now hockey road trips to New York and Chicago. Call New West Travel. Go online at newwesttravel.com. Here's Brennan Escott. Back in 1999, Bob, after three seasons in Edmonton, backup Bob Essenza signs with the Phoenix Coyotes. He won 22 total games with Edmonton, posting a 2.71 goals against average. He spent only one season in Phoenix, then signed in Vancouver, had one more pit stop and called it a career. He did some of the most unselfish things uh, you would ever see. Like He helped people around the city and never asked for any sort of public recognition. I know that for a fact. Very... uh, Good family guy, goalie Bob, Bob Asenza. And um, now was he, so they had, I'm just thinking with the Jets, they had uh, Pokey and the Bandit, uh, Pokey Reddick. And the Bandit, the Bandit was, was that Daniel Berthume at the time? I'm thinking it was. Um, anyhow, uh, and then Asenza came in there and played pretty well as well. In fact, I'm trying to think, when we did the game in Winnipeg, the uh, outdoor, the Heritage Classic game between the Oilers and the, the Jets, I'm pretty sure Senza was he not at one of the goaltenders for the Jets in that game? Anyhow, uh, it is what it is. Well, a guy everybody's going to be watching here right from the start of rookie camp on is going to be Tyler Benson. I caught up with him today. Let's get to that conversation. Tyler, you're in a unique spot here because you're this close. So we're getting started with rookie camp. 
That said, last year maybe it was different because you know we hadn't seen you get a full off-season training. Now you had a terrific year in the American Hockey League. Where's your headspace at as you head into uh, getting started here with first rookie camp, then leading into main camp? Yeah, I feel confident right now. Uh, it was a good year last year. I'm pretty happy with how it went. Um, but uh, with that being said, uh, I just want to keep getting better and better. I'm not satisfied with how last year went. I wanted to have a big summer here and uh, just keep getting better going into this camp. You look physically sculpted, you know, a little bit different body composition and all that. Uh, is there any way you can perhaps explain uh, to people how far you've come and then regards the last couple of years and how much you feel better about maybe where you are condition-wise than mm-hmm. given the challenges that you had in junior just trying to stay healthy? Yeah, no, I know. I feel a lot better um, just being able to work out all summer long. These past two years have been huge for me. Um, when I wasn't able to work out and then going straight into the season, I just didn't feel right going onto the ice. But uh, it's it's very important just to have a full summer training and just uh, having that confidence going into camp, knowing your body's going to hold up. So I feel good, and uh, it's probably the best I've ever felt. I feel really good. Um, the comment that I hear from the people within the organization is carries himself like a pro and everything that are, you know, dresses like a pro, talks like a pro. Get a massive first year for the team last year. Like, it went really well for you down in the American Hockey League. Uh, you know, is there, what was it like to be a part of a group and go on a, you know, a long winning streak and, and maybe change a bit of the culture and the identity of what had happened in Bakersfield before? I think it just started with the dressing room we had. We had a really good group. Everyone, uh, we all enjoyed being around. We all enjoyed showing up to the rink and being around each other. Um, and then that translated onto the ice. Uh, we played for each other. We played hard. And uh, we had good leadership up top. And it just uh, translated all the way through the whole group. All right, so how do you see it here? Like you, you, you come in and, and are you closely monitoring and following sort of what happens on a day-by-day uh, basis with the hockey club and as to where you might be able to fit in the lineup? Yeah, for sure. I guess you, you always, I mean, the main goal coming into camp is to be with the Oilers this year. So I, uh, I feel like uh, I got to come in and try and earn a spot and uh, I kind of know where I want to be. So I want to show myself well here and just keep getting better as camp goes on. That was Tyler Benson, who back in 2012, 2013, that was the lockout year, Brendan, and uh, he got, I saw him play seven consecutive Sunday nights in a row as a member of the Southside Athletic Club. And there was talk at that time that the Vancouver Giants took him number one overall in WHL Bantam draft. He broke Ty Ratty's record for most uh, points in a Bantam AAA season in the province of Alberta. There was talk that he might go the exceptional player route. Did not do so, and uh, ended up, uh, you know, breaking in with Vancouver a couple of years later. The same debate was out there on Matt Savoy, and I've just seen this. You were asking what the plan is, uh, and uh, thanks to Larry Fisher's Twitter account, Larry's uh, got a wrote in Kelowna for a number of years and is uh, a vested and, and uh, guy in the blogosphere. Uh, he's retweeted something from a guy named Mike Sawatsky saying, for those of you keeping track, 15-year-old Matt Savoy will be in the lineup when the Winnipeg Ice pay, uh, play their uh, regular season opener against Brandon, uh, making his much-anticipated home uh, debut uh, the next day uh, at Wayne Fleming Arena. Wayne Fleming, a former Edmonton Oilers assistant coach. It's the old University of Manitoba Arena. So he's going to play a home-and-home home for Winnipeg against uh, Brandon to open up the season. So it starts there. So at that point, he loses his NCAA eligibility. Now, he's, 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 he's already obviously signed a WHL a uh, player agreement. Player yeah. agreement, But had, once he plays the game, then it's a... And maybe, you know, the funny thing is, there was a time back in the 60s when you could play major junior hockey and go to the NCAA. And the school that capitalized on that 
is the place where Michael Benning's going, and that's the Denver Pioneers. Murray Armstrong was their head coach, and programs like Minnesota, Boston College, Boston University, Michigan, some of the other prominent power schools of that era complained about how Denver was capitalizing on bringing in slightly more experienced uh, junior players. So, again, looks like... uh, and back-to-back years out of the Western Hockey League where the number one picks came from Edmonton. Oil Kings with Dylan Gunther. Reminder, Oil Kings are in preseason action tomorrow night. That's Friday night at the Community Arena against the Calgary Hitmen, who uh, have got some good prospects as well coming up for this year's uh, draft. they got a defenseman uh, pro cop. Big six foot three left shot D man that could be a potential uh, second round pick. That could might even get in the first round. He can really skate. He's overcome his uh, father's genetics. That's Al Prokop, who runs uh, Blackhawk uh, Golf and Country Club, and Al will be appreciating that uh, slag as we speak. Again, you can text us at six thirty six thirty. Tweet us at Oilers now. Um, Okay, here we go. Uh, out of Grand Prairie, Alberta, Bob, I think the coaches got caught up in liking a person over the player a lot at times over the last couple of years. Some of the really, uh, they were big on guys like Latestu, um, uh, Brodziak, Kara, Lucic, Poliarvi, Benning, um, had a uh, play heading towards Arnett. Marlowe is better than all of these players big time and should be in the mix in Edmonton. Uh, Bob, if the Oilers didn't have McDavid, do you think Nugent Hopkins would be decent captain material? <laughs> if Edmonton didn't have Connor McDavid, I don't think Pete Shirelli would have traded Taylor Hall. In fact, if Edmonton didn't win the lottery, I'm not convinced Pete Shirelli would have been the general manager of the hockey team. If ends and butts were candy and nuts or something like that, I forget exactly how that works. Um, let's do this. Tonight on Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, what do you got shaking? More on Oilers rookie camp. Eskimos defensive coordinator Philip Lawley will check in. Kevin Carius on the Global All-In documentary. And Canadian men's wheelchair basketball player Patrick Anderson on qualifying for next year's Paralympic Games. Tell me this, uh, what's the Global all what do you know? Do you know anything about this thing? I wish I could say more. Okay. I, I'm not sure. And by the way, I wanted to give the, the young gentleman credit. Luke Prokop is the player that a lot of people think is going to be uh, a top 45 overall pick in the upcoming draft uh, out of Edmonton here for this year's NHL entry draft. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. We'll hear from Oilers prospect defenseman Evan Bouchard. Uh, my guess is the I don't know if it's something's happened in the last 12 minutes or so, but... Uh, waiting verification on Riley Sheehan. So if the orders do sign him, we'll endeavor to get him on. Waiters now tomorrow. He might be flying to Edmonton, so we might not be able to make that happen. Calgary Flames assistant general manager Brad Pascal to talk about the uh, Flames prospects that the orders will be playing Saturday in Red Deer. Morley Scott, play-by-play voice of the Eskimos, to set up the Eskimo return engagement with the Calgary Stampeders, and we're working on another guest as well. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Cassandra Jodwan, followed by the 6.30 chat afternoon news with Jayla Nye. I I'm heading off to go see Dentist Bob for the fourth time in three weeks. Get me through it, brother. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.